0: What is my purpose? When will I ever make my family proud? Why am I here? Does this make me a man? I feel stuck. Is it all worth it? Uh, this is a loop. Why can't I stay happy? I'm broke. When I'm going to get some money. I <sighs> had to remind myself. Yo, I looked up in the mirror and I had to remind myself. Had to, I had to remind myself. Had to, I had to remind myself. Yo, I, <laughs> I be tripping sometimes. Welcome back to To Unbecome Podcast. I am your host, Nikita, and thank you for tuning in. Whether you are a returning listener or a newbie, welcome. Make sure you go check out episodes one through three. Today, we will be talking about entrepreneurship. We will be talking about money. We will be talking about working a nine to five. Which one, which one, that one, which one. <laughs> okay, so generally, we start every episode with a guided meditation. Now, what we're going to do this week, is I am going to leave you with money affirmations at the end So we're going to talk, we're going to chat, we're going to converse I'm going to leave you guys with some questions, just some thoughts And then we are going to affirm our abundance together Through music, through the beats, through the affirmations Okay, so let's go ahead and get started Okay, so check it. When it comes to money, money is one of those things that either you enjoy talking about it because it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. Like I want this money. Give me this bread. Give me this, you know, give me the bag. Or you are fearful of it. Like you are literally scared to look at your bank account. You're scared to take a look at your finances. So that leads me to ask you a personal question. What are your money beliefs? Do you know what your money beliefs are? Money is infused in every single thing that we do. Yet, most of us, a lot of us, fear money. Like, literally, are scared of money. We're scared of our finances, we're scared to look at our bank account, we're scared to, once we swipe our card, to see how much money do we have left. You know, you've ever had a night out, maybe in your youth, you'll go to your bank account, You'd be scared to log in and it's like, how much money did I spend? So that just leads me to the belief of money. The belief of money for me personally starts with religion. A lot of religion teaches you that your wealth comes after you die. You have to wait for this heaven to receive all of the riches and the gold and all of the wealth that you desire. I just can't help but think about our ancestors and what their take own money was because they had close to nothing you know can you imagine working in the fields and earning pennies on the dollar well i'm sure you can imagine it because we're doing it today in the workforce so money continues to be infused in everything that we do we have to pay our bills we have to take care of ourselves it's necessary to survive to live but If you're like me, you want to have a joyous life. You want to have a fulfilled, fun life. And that comes with more than just work. It comes with doing the things that you really want to do, buying the things, looking good, feeling good, smelling good. So let's talk about my personal relationship with money. My past personal relationship with money was one that was stemmed from fear. It was stemmed from... Oh, do i have enough am i gonna have enough so i wanted to save 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 so much but i can only get but so far because i only made but so much can we can you relate i'm sure you can relate to that so i remember opening a business it was called forever health and wellness and in this business can you believe i had twelve thousand dollars to my name and i flipped that twelve thousand dollars To 70 plus thousand dollars. How? I don't even know. I can't tell you. So we're not even going to get into that. But it happened. I did it. I have the proof. Now, when this business closed, I felt in a brief moment that I failed. I didn't have the $70,000 plus to prove or that made me feel successful. But what this failure did for me is it show me that I bet on myself every time. So you have the money. You don't have the money. You have the confidence. You don't have the confidence. You feel like a failure, but you know that you can win. So what, what does that lead me? What does that lead me? So mentally, I had to make a decision. I started to tell myself. I started to hear this tune in my mind. I want you to say it with me. Money in a bank. Money everywhere. Say it with me. Money in, in the, the bank. bank. Money, money everywhere. Say it with me. Money in the bank. bank. Money, money everywhere. everywhere. Say it a little louder like you mean money it. in the bank. Ooh, money money everywhere. everywhere. mean it. Money, money in, in the bank. bank. Money, money everywhere. everywhere. Okay. All right, yeah. so I had to reconstruct. I had to renew my mindset of money. And so that led me to money affirmations. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am rich. I am a multimillionaire. I am a multimillionaire. These kind of things you have to tell yourself whether you believe them or not. Because if you tell yourself I'm a failure, you're going to believe you're a failure. So if I tell myself I'm rich, if I believe that I'm rich, then the universe has no choice but to get in alignment with, with with, with what I think, with what I know. And I know that money is just a belief. It's just a tool that we use money is not even though if you have cash it's not this tangible thing because just a dollar I have a dollar just a dollar just the $20 bill is nothing you can light it on fire and it will burn but money in this world in this physical realm is a tool so we use it as a tool to get what we need to get what we want to get what we desire i am not a financial advisor i am nowhere near all the commas in my bank account that i want to see you know but i do know that we must understand what our money beliefs are so that we can properly plan and execute to get to where we want to be in the realm of financial abundance right so with financial abundance it's not just listening to money affirmations it's not just you know saying i want to be rich i'm a multi millionaire every single day but it's about how you plan how do you budget and so you know just like i tell my kids when you get money you save some You spend some, you invest some. You know, you can disperse it however you want. You can divide it equally into three or, you know, but you definitely want to make sure that you're putting them into all three of these buckets because, you know, there may be a moment where you need to pull from this savings because an emergency has happened. And, you know, statistics show us that the average American does not have enough money to cover something as simple as a $300 emergency. So that tells us that the greater population is living paycheck to paycheck it's another statistic that shows that this generation is making the most that they've ever made yet they are the brokest and the poorest that they've ever been so you know the cost of living has rose the increase in everything whether it's rent groceries to your electric bill like everything has increased and you know you hop from job to job Trying to find something that works for you. And even if you are at your job that you've been at a long time, you're not making enough money to pay all of your bills, to properly send your kids to all of the, you know, extracurricular activities that they would like to participate in, take family vacations, and to do all of these things that you have in your mind. You know, a lot of us have this mindset that if I work for myself, that I won't have to deal with that and I can make the amount of money that I want to make. Let me be the first to tell you, well, that ain't the truth. Being an entrepreneur is something that takes extreme self discipline. It takes uh, responsibility and accountability on your part, meaning you have to be so aware of yourself and so confident and motivated and willing to get up every time you fall. With entrepreneurship, yeah, there may be plenty of success stories, but there are plenty of stories of failure as well. And you only fail if you remain there. So an entre- as an entrepreneur, you know, I have a, non- a non-profit. I've had a film pr- production company. I've had a health and wellness, which I still have a health and wellness business. And I still don't have the amount of money that I would like to see coming in to my bank account. And so, you know, I've taken all of the savings that I've had and I've invested it into myself. And one thing that I can say is that I've never gone to the point of I've I've always been able to pay my bills. I've always been able to have a little extra to, you know, if we wanted to take a vacation to do those type of things. But it was a game of moving money, of knowing how to utilize my credit cards and utilize my savings and utilize my checkings. So it's just been a game of transferring the funds how do you manipulate these funds to work for you you know without getting yourself in a predicament where you can't pay your rent you can't pay your bills and you are so behind that you can't keep up you feel like you are underwater and you're drowning and so this is you know not financial advice or any of those things but it's more of I guess maybe a mental motivation that no matter how many times you fail, if you decide to be an entrepreneur, if you truly believe in your business, if you truly believe in what you have, such as I, you won't quit. Period. And in that, that's not saying that you are not going to play it smart. And if you need extra money, that you won't go get a job to supplement your income. What it's saying is that no matter what you decide to do, whether you get a full time job or a part time job, you are going to put that energy into your business. You're going to put that energy into what you truly believe in. You're going to have so much self-discipline that you don't just think that it's just going to happen out of nowhere, but you're properly planning. And with planning, being okay with the plan not working out, being okay with you having to pivot, being okay with you having to readjust and realign time and time again. You know, I like to say that failure is our greatest success because failure teaches us what isn't working. Failure is the biggest red flag to show you what, You need to put into alignment so that you can reach a more successful approach the next time so when you fail we think that we're just going to win the next time well your win will come into like it's like increments right so you fail you learn your lesson you see okay this is where i failed so how can i go about it this time and shift that failure and put what i've learned from the failure into a more successful approach that doesn't mean that i'm going to win big All that means is that I have another piece of the puzzle. Being an entrepreneur, to me, I look at it like it's a puzzle. So you have this big puzzle piece, right? And with every single piece, with every single failure, with every single loss, with every single thing that you learn, you begin to put the puzzle pieces together. You begin to see what works and what doesn't work. You begin to see your strengths and your weaknesses. And a lot of us like to focus on our weaknesses and say, oh, I need to get better at this. I need to get better at that. Something I've learned is that you need to start strengthening your strengths. When you start to strengthen your strengths, you become even stronger at your bag, at what is good for you, what works for you. I'm not saying keep your weaknesses at a, you know, flaw at a fault and just let them remain weak what I'm saying is sometimes when we put too much energy into what we are weak at, that we become weaker versus putting our energy into our strengths and becoming stronger. So with working a nine to five, I haven't technically worked a career job in 10 years. My last job that I worked as a career was a correctional officer and I resigned back in 2013. So it's literally been 10 years for me. I feel like the world tells us that being our own boss, like having your own business makes you the boss. It makes you this person that's like untouchable and un- invincible. And that's not true. If you are good at, I'm at a hotel, so I'm going to use this. If you are good at cleaning a room, if you're good at cleaning, is that to say that you should start your own cleaning business? Well, depends on what you truly want. But if not, then it's okay for you to clean if you are good at teaching then it's okay for you to teach does that mean that you should start your own school well that's totally up to you but what i'm trying to say is it is okay to have a job it's okay to work for someone else it's okay to want to have you know dreams and aspirations you just have to put together a plan that works for you you have additional hobbies that you want to pursue do that in addition to but there's nothing wrong with working a nine-to-five my daughter, she said, well, mom, how many jobs have you had? You know, and we always joke because, you know, I am a jack of, I like to say a jack of all trades, but really, I just enjoy exploring myself to see what works for me. And I'm okay with doing that. And I know, you know, in working from, I started working at the age of 15 and I have been and still am a type of person that if it doesn't work for me, I will explore another avenue. I am okay with not settling and i am okay with you know doing other things i'll move on real fast and so (laughs) anyway we sat down and we went through all of the jobs that i went to my daughter wanted to count to see how many jobs i've held from the age of 15 to 10 years ago because like i said my career path stopped then i've had 18 jobs and my daughter's like oh my god you had 18 jobs Yeah, your girl couldn't stay employed. So it's almost as though the universe was telling me that it was meant for me to be an entrepreneur. Now, I do feel as though I am meant to be an entrepreneur. I feel like it's your reasoning for wanting to be an entrepreneur as well. It's not about wanting to tell people what to do, to be in charge, to be a boss, to make multi-millions of dollars. Your intention has to be greater than any of those things. So even though we're talking about money, it maybe not even feel like we're talking about money. But I know that when I started my film production company, one of the biggest things was money. You know, I wanted to make money. Yeah, I absolutely enjoyed what I did, but I wanted to make money. And those intentions, those motivations only get you. But so far, because when you do something, you have to have purpose in it you have to have something like a deeper connection to it or else it's just gonna be a phase it's not gonna last i know that there's plenty of people who've proved me wrong who do their job just for money and they may be successful at it but what i'm talking about is a success that's not only successful commas in the bank account but a successful mindset and inner happiness as well like it's all a bundle you know what i mean so we're not just talking about being rich, being wealthy, we're talking about being rich and being wealthy in our bank account, as well as our mental, as well as our physical, as well as our spiritual. And so if you want this overall well-rounded thing, then you have to do what is purposeful for and to you. Everything that I've done, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I put my all into it, but a common denominator that I found is that everything that I've done, what I enjoyed about it was helping other people. So. Helping others is something that is my bag. And so with that, with my health and wellness business, with my holistic health business, the reason why I decide, okay, I am meant to be an entrepreneur is because getting a job in holistic health, it may be looked like, you know, being a massage therapist or being a counselor or, you know, getting into something such as like acupuncture or, you know, those type of things. But for me, I want to have a wellness retreat and I want to be able to utilize all of the certifications I've ever done. So just like with my jobs, I've equally done school and certifications. And so I have all these certifications and different things such as life coaching and you know, guided meditation practitioner and Reiki energy healer and life coach, like all of these things. And so I ask myself, what does all of this mean? You know, when I did the... Film production company? What are some of the things that I implemented? And some of the things that I did, it wasn't just being behind a camera. It wasn't about directing a movie. It wasn't about even writing the script. It was really connecting to other people and helping them during their time of need. Anytime I've shot a video for, myself, for someone or I've had anybody into my home, it turned into a counseling session. It turned into a a life coaching session, into you know me ultimately helping connect the dots for them and so you have to look at your past experiences and get to the root of what are you good at not okay if i worked at home depot you know that was one of my jobs what did i do well i connected with the customers and so it's not about your job description but it's about what you actually do within that job description what do you do that you enjoy what do you do And you don't even think about it when you're doing it. It feels like time is passed and you don't even know how much time has passed. You're not looking at your clock. You're not looking at your phone. You are just so immersed in it. And so for me, it's health and wellness. And so for you, that may look different. So I want you to ask yourself, what is it that you do that make you feel fulfilled? What do you do where time passes? And it doesn't feel like work for you. Now, some days it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to have to work your ass off. Some days you're going to have to just put in the grunt work. You're going to have to do the things that you don't want to do. As an entrepreneur, I found that a lot of us feel that we just want to be the boss. We want to be like, we look at it like a superior and an inferior. And I'm doing this because it's like, okay, superior, like I'm up here. And inferior, like you're down there. And being a boss isn't about me being higher than you, about me telling you what to do. Being a boss is about being a leader and executing that leadership by being being an example. By executing leadership is you doing the things that you would ask someone else to do. So, you know, for instance, with my film production company, you know, we would film a lot at my personal home and you know, we had teams and crews that did certain things. And so I would never ask somebody to clean up after a set. If I didn't clean up after a set, you know, there would be times where we were filming for 12 hours. And afterwards I would wash the dishes and I'm mopping the floor and I'm, you know, setting up things. And, you know, I've done every single job, whether it was cleaning up, whether it was filming, whether it was writing, whether it was, you know, um, lighting and sound like You have to be able to put yourself in everybody's position if you really want to be a true leader. Because how can I say, hey, I need you to do this if I've never done it or if I'm not willing to do it? How can you expect somebody else to be open and willing to do something that you're not? So I want you to look at entrepreneurship as honestly, you being a server, like you're actually serving others versus you being a boss of things. So that's how I like to view my role. And my businesses. I am here to serve. And in that, I believe that I will attract others that are willing to serve so much that they will respect my leadership and then they will listen to my ideas. But the room is also open for correction and, you know, for everybody to have a voice. But ultimately, they are okay under my leadership and they are okay with providing the services that will ultimately create this overall business that I've set forth. I hope that makes sense. We view certain jobs as less than or lower than, like it's inferior. These people who work in these certain jobs are no better than a person who has their own Fortune 500 company or any of these things, because if you really think about it, it takes all of us in every single job title and every single walk of life to contribute to this beautiful world that we've created. You know what I mean? So when you're talking about walking into a Fortune 500 company who are keeping those toilets clean, you know, when you come on a business trip and you are in a hotel who are keeping these rooms clean. And so as much gratitude and appreciation for every and anybody that are working a nine to five that are working and you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of yourself and you're you know trying to make ends meet. And so I just want to like just instill some motivation and some encouragement and some love and some gratitude because seriously, we have to come together and see that it takes all of us to make this work, you know. In life, we're told, oh, you're special. You're meant to do this. You're meant to do that. You know, we highlight being, you know, celebrity or people being famous and really we're just Everybody is the same. We all eat, we all sleep, we all take a shit the same. Like it's nothing different. Like nobody is more special than another. And I feel like we should stop telling our children that they're special. I'm saying we need to stop telling them that they are one of a kind because they're not. We're all unique, yes, but nobody is so special that only one person can do one thing. You are meant to do what it is that is for you. And the reason why a lot of people's lives aren't working accordingly it's because we think we can do every fucking thing. And everything ain't everything for us. So let me say it one more time. We were not created to do everything. We were created to do something. We were not created to do everything. We were created to do something. So I no longer tell my children, hey, buddy, you can do anything. Yeah, you can. But should you? That's the real question. You need to do what's good for us. You, you need to work on strengthening those strengths and what is strong for you, what works for you, what makes you happy. Because when you start telling your kids they can do anything, then you start opening up the possibility. And it sounds a little weird because it's like, well, wouldn't you want to open up your kids to know that everything is possible? And I never limit my kids. But what I'm saying is I feel like when sometimes we are presented with all of these options, we become indecisive. We lower ourselves, we start questioning ourselves, and I feel like we don't tap into our full potential. So if little Timmy, if you're a kid, you know, little Timmy, let's just name him little Timmy. If little Timmy, you know, you've put little Timmy in soccer, you've put little Timmy in football, you put little, little Timmy in basketball, little Timmy can't run a lick. Every time little Timmy runs, his little ankle's breaking. He falls and, you know, he touches a ball and, you know, he about break his neck. Little Timmy shouldn't be an athlete. So you shouldn't tell little, little Timmy, little Timmy, you can be anything. Little Timmy, you can be in the NFL. You can be a soccer player. You can be a footballer. Little Timmy, you no, little Timmy, little Timmy likes the game. Little Timmy likes to build things. So little Timmy should be strengthening his strengths and building things. Maybe little Timmy will be good as an architect, maybe an engineer, maybe a game coder. You know what i mean so what i'm saying is we need to stop instilling what we want for our children and allow them to do you know so the same with us stop instilling what they what everybody else told you you should be and what everybody else told you you could be and start doing what is good for you okay doing focusing on strengthening your strengths what are you strong at? what are you good at if i don't know what fine times five is then i probably shouldn't be an accountant however If I can sit for hours and I can meditate and people just naturally come up to me and they, you know, want to tell me their life story and I enjoy talking to other people and I enjoy helping other people, then I should sway more into the field of helping others and therapy and counseling than I should in payroll and accounting and trying to manage somebody's funds. Right. (laughs) And so all I'm saying is we're not meant to do everything, but we're meant to do something. So it's okay. To not tell our kids and to tell ourselves and to live in the realm of I can do anything because then we are telling ourselves a lie. We are limiting ourselves by telling ourselves that because then your mind is just wandering and you're not having a certain aim. You're not having a certain focus. You're not having a certain discipline, a certain control. And then what does that leave you? It leaves you in confusion. It leaves you in a state of, oh, I'm not happy. I don't really know what I should be doing with my life. It's okay to know. It's okay to know. So, I want to stop. And I want you to take a breath in through your nose. Breathe it out through your mouth. Take another deep breath in through your nose. Breathe it out through your mouth. I want you to begin to just relax. Relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw muscles. Just allow your body to relax and just go back to your normal breathing pattern. And just take a moment. Just let the thoughts flow as they flow. But begin to just roll your eyes in the back of your head. Close your eyes, if you can. If you're driving or you're not in a position to close your eyes, keep your eyes open. And keep your ears open, but just kind of gaze out, zone out, begin to go into a daydream and just see nothing. I want you to take an inhale inhale into your nose. Breathe it out through your mouth. What makes you happy? What do you enjoy doing? Just remain in this calm state? What brings you pleasure? If you could have any job, any title, anything to do for money, what would that be? Whatever is coming to your mind now, don't fight it. No matter how small, whether it's being a cashier, being a CEO, being a housekeeper, being a basketball player, like whatever comes to your mind, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you're doing for work at this moment. Whatever comes to your mind, I want you to hold that and breathe it in through your nose. Breathe it out through your mouth. What are you good at? What are some of your strengths? I want you to begin to take in these strengths. Accept these strengths and over this next month, we're going to manifest these strengths to gain momentum because you're going to strengthen these strengths. We're not going to focus on anything else but our strengths this month. Take another inhale into your nose. Breathe it out through your mouth. I want you to understand that you are not meant to do everything. You are meant to do something. That just may mean that you are meant to be a mother in this season of your life. You are meant to be a father in this season of your life. You are meant to just go on a healing journey in this season of your life. And that's okay. Breathe it in through your nose. Breathe it out through your mouth. Now I want you to begin to just feel your way back. Begin to open your eyes. And I just want you to know that you are okay where you are. But it's okay to want a different path. It's okay to know what you want. It's okay to make a decision about what you want. And to walk into that decision. It's okay to work a nine-to-five while building your own brand. Or building your own business. It's okay that if you are an entrepreneur and you're wanting to go back to a nine to five, that is okay too. Whatever path you take is yours to follow. Whatever path you take, it's your path. There's no right or wrong way. Every way is gonna come with ups and downs and all around. Every path is gonna come with its pros and cons. It's good, it's bad. Every path is gonna come with its loss and failure it's win and success every path that you take is going to have all of these aspects so you are making the right decision you make the decision that is best for you now i want you to ask yourself these questions what is my money belief what do i believe about money when you hear the word money, what words come to mind? What do you associate with the money? And you can journal this, you can write these down, you can type them, you can say them. How do I feel when I talk about my finances? I want you to notice, are you feeling anxiousness in your gut? Do you feel calm? Do you feel peace? Do you feel anxiety? Do you feel anticipation, excitement? Write all of these things down, frustration, worry. What do you feel when you think about your finances? Are you comfortable talking about your finances? Why or why not? What can you do today to put you in a better financial position tomorrow? Is there something that you can cut from your budget? Whether you're getting too many coffees at Starbucks, whether you're spending too much money on shoes, but you're saying that you want to start this business. How can you redirect what you already have to where you want to go? Now, I want you to, I challenge you to write down all of your bills. Write down all of your credit card limits. And then write down what you're actually spending your money on, right? So you're going to have a list. You're going to have your bill list. you got your credit card utilization, meaning your credit card limits. How much money are you spending on your credit cards every month? So factor that into your bill chart. Then I want you to write what is it that you want? Like, where are you aiming? Where are you going? Right? What is it that you want to succeed at? What is your goal? What is your aim? Right. How much is this going to cost you? So I'll just give you a, a general example. OK, so I write my bill chart. So that'll be like my rent, my water bill, my light bill, my credit card bills. Um, if you have a car payment, that will be your car payment, your car insurance and any of those monthly bills. Right. And then for your credit cards, I will just go look. So, OK, let's say one of my cards, I have a ten thousand dollar limit. And I spend about $3,000 on that credit card every month. So that would be my credit card utilization. Okay. If I have a $1,000 credit card limit and I spend $500 a month, then that would be my credit card utilization. Then what I want you to do is I want you to go and look at these credit cards. Because a lot of the times with our credit cards, that shows us what we're spending that we don't necessarily need, but what we are desiring, what we want in the moment. So whether that's your debit card or your checking account, it could be your checking account as well. But I want you to go and look at what you're spending your money on. Is it fast food? Is it clothes? Is it shoes? What are you spending your money on? So I want you to write these things down, right? Then I want you to go and start crossing out things that you don't need. Crossing out things that aren't serving your highest good, that's not serving that goal and that aim that you've set, right? So if it's my goal to save $10,000 to... Invested into my company to invest it into entrepreneurship, right? So I have a goal of saving $10,000 So I'm writing my bill chart. I have my credit card utilization Now I have the things that I spend my money on so it's like, oh dang, okay I see where I've been getting a coffee every Monday So I'm going to cross that out because that may only be, you know, eight to ten dollars But eight to ten dollars, you know ten dollars times four that's four weeks, that's 40 bucks. I could have put that 40 bucks in this, you know, fund that I want to gain this ten thousand dollars because it's not just gonna come out of nowhere. You have to begin to build it. You remember I told you it's like a puzzle piece. You know, you gotta put puzzle piece by puzzle piece, and that looks like ten dollars, twenty dollars, forty dollars, a hundred dollars. That looks like putting these little increments away because they will equate to what it is that you need, right? Okay. So then I want you to start crossing out, oh, you know what? I didn't need a new pair of shoes because if I say I want to be my own boss, I'm going to have to make some, you know, sacrifices. Well, if I want to take a family vacation and this vacation costs $5,000, then it's okay for me to go on vacation and wear some sweatpants, you know, nice little jogger set. You know, I can wear a pair of shoes that I already have because I want to experience something different in my life. So if you want to experience something different, you have to do something different. And you making those personal sacrifices for the things that you don't necessarily need will give you a better opportunity to get what you want in the future because you're setting yourself up to accomplish these goals, to accomplish these aims. You're checking the stuff off the list and you're doing what makes you happy. And when you are happy, that's all that matters. You know, a lot of the times we are buying all of these things that we want because we're trying to fill this void that we have inside but really, if you are successful at completing your aims, then that void will be fulfilled without you having to spend additional money trying to fill it with material things that don't actually matter to you. Okay? So I just challenge you to do those things, to answer those questions. And now we're gonna jump into some money affirmations. Money in the bank. Money everywhere. I got money in the bank. You got money everywhere. Money, 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 money. Abundance, wealth, prosperity, currency. Money, 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 money. Abundance, wealth, prosperity, currency. Money, 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 money. Abundance, wealth, prosperity, currently. Breathing, hold. Breathe in the bank. Money everywhere. I got money in the bank. I got money everywhere. You got money in the bank. You got money everywhere. We got money in the bank. We got money everywhere. I am financially free. I am financially free. I am worthy of the wealth I desire. Everything I touch turns into gold. Everything I touch turns into Really hope you guys enjoy those money affirmations. Listen, if that resonated with you, if you want to listen to that on a daily basis, this money affirmations is available on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, Amazon Music. These are—I'm talking about all of the major streaming networks and platforms. You can find money affirmations just simply type in "money affirmations" by Nikia, and you will find those. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen to it on a daily basis just to get it—you know—get you pumped up, get you motivated. Get you ready, ready, ready for those comments in the bank. You know, I always like to make songs out of everything. <laughs> but I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Now, I really, really, really want you guys to send me questions, send me topics, comment, listen, hit me up. You can DM me on Instagram. That's where I am. You can find me at N-A period, Q-U-I period A. That's Nikia N-A dot, Q-U-I dot A. And I am also on YouTube. And again, I need you guys to go and watch some of these videos on YouTube because I have surpassed my subscriber count. I am working my way to those watch hours to get my channel monetized. My YouTube handle is Nakia Lowry, N-A-Q-U-I-A-L-O-W-E-R-Y. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can also send any questions, concerns, or topic that you would like to hear about at to unbecome coaching at gmail.com that is to unbecome coaching at gmail.com and that's all i got for you guys today